0: Sounds. That sounds really nice. I like that intro, outro, intro, whatever it is, whatever you call it. Sounds A California, infamous here once again, coming at you live from Sounds A California. How you guys doing today? Once again, let's go ahead and get into this podcast thing. I'm brand new at this. Still getting my feet wet with this whole medium, this whole media. I'm, um, you know, trying out. We're gonna be keep on. Keep on chugging and trying to see if we could come up with something or who knows. Maybe I'll just do like a responding type of a podcast or some type of informational type of thing. But let's go ahead and get into the topic of today's podcast. Yeah, let's just call it that. topic of today's podcast, responding to my uh, my comments on the YouTube channel. Uh, some of them are, are negative. You know what? It just depends. If I'm talking smack of, of Harley Davidson, those tend to be... The, the ones that uh, I, I get attacked for, you know. But I, like I mentioned, I, I like holding Harley's feet to the fire. And I do like to criticize them when they, you know, when they do something wrong. And I like to praise them when they do something right. And honestly, with the Street Bob, there's a lot of stuff that I said. And a lot of stuff that I didn't like when it came to the Street Bob, you know. And, you know, there's there's videos. Nick, Hart, you know, Matt Laylaw, that channel, they're... You know, they're saying a couple different things, but quite honestly, I mean, if, if that's the way that the street bomb was supposed to be, essentials, bare bones, you know, a chopper, then why put a passenger seat on there? Hmm. Why put a passenger seat on there if it's supposed to be a bare bones motorcycle, a chopper, you know, the the roof render's chopped, I know that, and then the, the fuel tanks. it's smaller, 3.5 gallons, so, yes, I mean, if it's supposed to be a chopper, why add that that seat? And that's kind of what I was going going at with, uh, with my video, with, you know, the street bot video. And to cut back and, you know, just make it more bare bones, why give it a LED headlight? A daymaker, a $400, $500 item from Harley-Davidson, why do that? You know, it's just something for you guys to kind of keep in mind and... You Know just see it the way that I was kind of coming at it. Yes, a dual disc brakes is probably not going to improve the braking overall, but it, it is going to improve it slightly. Some of the comments were about that, you know, oh, it's a it's a bare essentials and better. I was like, okay, so just like any and on any, <coughs> excuse me, just like on any other vehicle or any you know, any other vehicle, why put drill cross uh, slots on the uh, on the rotor? If you want to cut back and, and if it doesn't make a difference then, then just put drum discs. I mean drum brakes or or put, you know, regular uh, rotors, non-floating rotors. It makes a difference. All these little things it makes a difference. That's what I was kind of trying to get at. Floating rotors or, you know, or you know, non-floating rotors or whatever, you know, it, it all it, it all makes a difference in, in in the end. And this is you know, it's just the small little details that I was kind of mentioning. And like I mentioned about that seat on the passenger seat on the on the Street Bob it's not, uh, it's not worth the, the three hundred dollars. All right. Look at the reviews. Same thing with the uh, with the fairing that Harley-Davidson, the new quarter, uh, the new quarter-inch fairing that Harley-Davidson has. It's an absolute garbage design on the on the mounting bracket, but yet they're still advertising it, and there's even a backlog, a back order of that fairing. And Harley-Davidson, they're still offering that, <laughs> they're still offering that frame for the 2021s. I'm like, I'm kind of like what's going on, they haven't learned anything, what's up with this, but you know what, uh, you know what, I, I, I guess I just don't know anything, I, I don't know, but from the video that I uploaded, the Street Bob, I, I made some good points, you know, I, pro- I provided some good facts as well, you know, you could look at it in my point of view, and that's what I was trying to do, uh, you know, if you just take off the headlight and take off that stupid seat, then you should have enough budget, enough room to put on a second disc. And and it's not like they have to redesign the whole bike just to add that that extra rotor. You don't have to. All you have to do is just put on a second tube, fork tube, with a mount, which I'm pretty sure they already have. Look at the LRS. Look at the Fat Bob. I mean, at the Fat Boy. uh, You know, that's my phone. Just uh, look at those other bikes. They have, they have forks, tubes, um, disc brakes on both sides, and you you don't have to make this an ABS type of thing. Just you know, just give us a slightly improved uh, stopping power. If you have the 114, that's you know, that's what I was kind of trying to get at. And I guess a lot of people just didn't see it that way. If you're putting a 114 kit on these softtails, make it a proper 114 kit. A proper 114 kit just like most of the 114s except for the fat boy all the other 114s have dual disc brakes and that was just what i was implying that's what i was saying but you know what there's just you know there's diehard fans and then there's other there's people there's other fans that just they you know they're, they're just looking out for the best for harley davidson like i said this wasn't gonna break the bank this wasn't gonna break the design Having the extra disc on that bike, it wasn't gonna deter anybody from getting that bike. Period. I, you know, that's just that's what I don't get. I mean, this benefits everybody. Put on a disc, a second disc brake. You're telling me that that uh, that the street bob overall look was gonna get completely destroyed and killed if it had that second disc brake. You're telling me that uh, that everybody that's buying the 2021 street bob would have changed their minds if it had a second disc brake. I really believe, you know, from, from my viewers, most of my viewers, they, they all kind of agreed with what I was saying. You have a 114. Everybody knows that these, uh, that these Harley brakes are complete garbage. I have a low rider S, so I have dual disc brakes, and my rotors are, are garbage as well. They have pulsating, it sucks, I feel it at low speeds, and after, you know, looking at forums, looking at Doc Harley on, on YouTube, he kind of came up with and he was able to diagnose, sorry if I can't say that word, he was able to diagnose, diagnosed, sorry guys, diagnose the issue with just the video. He just kind of mentioned it, low speeds between this mount and that mount, uh, you start getting pulsating uh, pulsating in the brakes and that's what it is. That That was my problem as well. Man, who is bugging right now? Anyways, uh, where, where was I? Sorry about the phone. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, take it to the dealership. Same thing. That's what they said. As long as it's under eight, eight thousandths of an inch of, of, of it being inspected, there's no need to, to uh, replace the brakes. So, you know, it's not a huge issue. It's not a safety concern. It's not anything after reading the forms and after reading everything. Uh, there's no problems there. It's just that, It's a nuisance. It sucks. You know, it's a $20,000 bike. You know, over $20,000, once you calculate the fees and and the finance and everything else, it's over $20,000, and the the brakes have these issues. From the forums, from reading it, from what I saw in the twin models, the issue's a lot more apparent. It's more noticeable. It's a bigger issue, mainly because you have that bigger fairing on the front. So you, you feel... Not only is your handlebars pulsating, but your whole front end is pulsating, especially on the uh, street glide. The street glide is a mounted, uh, mounted fairing. The road glide, on the other hand, it's mounted on the on the actual frame, so it's 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 not it's it's a fixed mounted fairing uh, compared to the the street glide. So a lot of a lot of other people that are having these same issues, they're complaining about their whole fairing shaking up and down, and you, you know you, they have all kinds of stuff. The infotainment, the the speakers, you know, they have their mirrors on there sometimes, depending on if it's a special or if it's a regular street uh, street glide. It just depends on that kind of stuff. So I've already came to the conclusion that I'm gonna am I'm, I'm just gonna have to put up. But the brakes, when it needs replacing the pads, I'm just going to go ahead and upgrade the rotors. And I've been looking at the Lindell ones. Those are the ones that kind of have my attention. I really like the way those look. Uh, you know, there's there's two other different brands. Somebody else mentioned a, a big brake kit from Arlen S. That looks pretty good. Uh, it doesn't seem to be like a huge issue to, you know, go ahead and upgrade uh, those, those big rotors. I think that might improve it. But you know what somebody else was mentioning that uh, stickier pads might improve uh, the overall feel, but I, I believe the uh, the pulsating will still be there because of the uh, the rotors are just not you know true, they're they're off by a little bit, and that's what I'm getting the feedback. So I mean it's just like I said, it's just a nuisance type of thing. I'm not you know super concerned. I'm not sorry. I'm not super concerned about my safety. Uh, the bigger issue when it comes to safety and you know problems was the, the death wobble, and I think a lot of Harley-Davidson owners already know this. They know the issues with the dinas. and I believe that was probably one of the reasons why Harley-Davidson decided to you know kill off the Dyna. You know, rest in peace, the Dyna. Uh, I'm not sure if it was if they had to address it, then they were going to admit fault. And that's why they never addressed the issue. Maybe that's why they never recalled. Uh, the problem with the dynas with the death wobble. Well, give me a minute. <coughs> I think that's the reason why they never addressed the recall. Because the, the, the problem is with the recalls. And like I've mentioned, I've, I've been a, a service writer for for over, you know, five, six, seven years. I can't, you know, it's, it's been a while. I haven't done the field in a while. I'm going to have to cut that out. Uh, Alright, so... Going back with you know going about going back going back to uh, to talking about the recalls th- there is a huge issue I mean if Harley Davidson admits fault to the death wobble then they're gonna have to recall every single Dyna that they have out there and that they've sold and something like this can cost millions of dollars in labor and parts and not to mention the Dyna has been around for you know what almost almost 20 years. Or two decades, if you know, if if I'm right, I, you know I can't remember everything off the top of my head, but they've been around for a while. So if they were to recall, you know, uh, you know, one model a year, they're gonna have to recall all the bikes. And my work experience recalling uh, vehicles, uh, I remember when Toyota was having the accelerator being stuck on the, uh, on a lot of the models. They had an electronic, sorry, they had an electronic accelerator that they introduced. Uh, man, I can't remember. But what I do remember is uh, there was there was about I think it was almost 90% of the models had this new accelerator. The only ones that didn't have the accelerator, I believe, was the Avalon and the Tacoma at the, t- at the time. Or you know, I think it was the Tacoma and the Sequoia. So the truck models, I, I believe, the truck models did not have the electronic accelerator. So the Camry, the Corolla. Um, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the models, they did have this uh, electronic accelerator that was getting stuck. People were dying. Uh, people were accelerating. They didn't know what to do. They would panic. There was no training involved. You know, you could put the, the, the vehicle in, uh, in, in neutral and slow down that way. But they were running into other vehicles at, you know, at the freeway. The accelerator was getting stuck, and then, you know, they just couldn't stop. And they would just run right into another vehicle, and they would crash and burn. Unfortunately, you know, Toyota, they did address it, but the media, you know how I feel about the media. The media, they were scaring everybody with their vehicles. It was a hectic time. It was crazy. It was absolutely nuts. We were at full capacity. I think every dealership, every Toyota dealership was at full capacity. We didn't have anywhere to put these vehicles. Nobody wanted their cars. Nobody wanted their their vehicles. Nobody. Everybody just wanted to leave it at the dealership. People that had, you know, recently bought their, their vehicles they were trying to get the money back they were trying to but you know what it doesn't work like that i've already mentioned this in some of my videos uh, when it comes to returns and everything else it's it's a more of a headache because paperwork's already been signed and once the vehicle's already addressed to somebody of ownership or transfer of ownership that vehicle's now technically used yeah so anyways where was i oh the the vehicle would be considered used sorry i had to drink some water uh, yeah the vehicle would be considered used cuz you know, it was already under somebody's name and that's how you get that whole devaluing of the of the vehicle of the purchase of whatever. Uh, once it's under somebody else's name, then it's already considered used, no matter how many miles it's got. It loses it's uh, it loses value, and that's that's what it is with these uh, with these new vehicles. You can't just say, oh, you know what? I changed my mind. I wanna I wanna return it. You know, 90 day return policy. There you know, there isn't a thing like that. Uh, the only way for you to even get a you know your money back, or for you to be able to return a vehicle, would be under Lemon Law, and there's a there's a loophole for that. But that's not going to be this podcast because I already I already uh, went off the subject like crazy. Like I said, I I tend to r- ramble quite a bit. So getting back on topic, what was I talking about? The uh, the recalls, the death wobbles. Yes, uh, was there anything else there? I can't even remember what I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast give me a minute I'm I'm gonna think about this anyways I can't you know what I can't even remember what I was talking about something about the something about recalls the death wobble the dinas um, you know there's also other problems there that Harley knows about but they haven't addressed with the M8 they are having some oil sumping issues some venting issues and I don't think Harley's gonna recall those bikes um, you know, it's just one of those things that kind of has you a little worried when you're getting into one of their newer vehicles. Sorry, one of their newer bikes, the Pan America, brand new bike. You know, it has to. I I don't think it's been as stress test as they probably think. I mean, there's going to be a lot of different altitudes, a lot of different uh, you know temperatures. Once the uh, Pan America gets introduced out to the public, we're gonna you know the people that are buying them. <laughs> They're pretty much guinea pigs. They're gonna be, you know, beta. They're gonna be beta testing uh, their bikes, and this is where we're gonna start running into the issues. We're gonna start finding what's wrong with these bikes. As of right now, uh, you know, we just don't know what's what could go wrong with these bikes. Kind of like the Livewire had that recall. You know, a, a charging malfunction mechanism blockhead was having that issue, and you know, I mentioned it in the comments. Is um, you know that they specifically tell people not to use an extension cable something like that if it was any other person there's a really good chance Harley Davidson would have not covered the uh, the repair they could do that they could say you know what we you know we mentioned not to use this type of a uh, ex- extension cable and due to human error or user error we're not going to honor the the warranty and sometimes they they would even do that i I've, I've seen it before where manufacturers would you know just void the person's warranty based off of what they did to it now that just completely depends on on what it is or, or what it was but you know he's he's just lucky that uh he has a following he has you know three hundred thousand subscribers he has a huge uh he, he has a huge um subscriber base so you know he, he's gonna have that backed up and then not to mention, I believe the dealership for Harley-Davidson decided to lend it to him so they could, add, so so he could advertise, so he could you know introduce it to his to his subscriber base and probably potentially sell some bikes. But thirty thousand dollars for uh, for that bike, uh, I don't think so. And it's not even a Harley-Davidson; it's nowhere near a Harley-Davidson. You know what? Like I mentioned, they have they have some balls making this bike, but. Uh, I'm, I'm, I knew this bike was going to be a fail right off the get-go. 30000 bucks, 100 mile range. Yeah, it might even have less range than the uh, Street Bob. And that's what I was talking about. You see how it kind of come back around at the very end. I was talking about the Street Bob. <laughs> yes. So, yes, I was talking about the Street Bob, talking about the comments, responding to the comments, the overall... No, and then finding out that uh, from the comments, finding out from the comments, I came to realize that a lot of my issues, a lot of my problems, it wasn't with Harry Davidson, or it it wasn't with uh, you know the new the new vehicle, the new you know the buying of a new vehicle, the financing of a new vehicle, the fees, everything else. It it wasn't necessarily that. It was just mainly my state and where I live, California. Uh, you know, there's there's really beautiful weather out here, you know, year-round riding. You know, it's great if you love motorcycles and you like being on your bike and you don't like uh, riding in, in the wet uh, season or in the rain season or in the cold and the freezing temperatures. Then California, you know, uh, west south part of uh, the United States is is probably something that you probably probably want to move to. But I have a video coming out where I'm just gonna asking my viewers, is that something that you're probably willing to do? Are you willing to put up with the failed policies, the failed uh, states,
1: the,
0: the failed cities? You know, San Francisco, they have apps where you would have to log in so you could avoid piles of shit. I mean, literally, there's piles of dump on, on the sidewalk. So you, you could get this app, and it's been out there for many years now, and it'll tell you exactly where you know a homeless person took a dump so i'm pretty sure the answer is going to be no i mean a lot of people they 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 do hate california and and, uh, i can't blame them you know or you know anybody can't blame blame you guys for hating california there's a lot of stupidity out here a lot of stupid laws and there's a lot of left progressive uh, you know what i'm i'm overall i am against this wokeness this overall progressive ideology, but you know what, that's not gonna be this podcast. I'm not gonna be you know, I just wanna touch upon a little bit of the responding of the comments. Uh the, you know, diehard Harley base fans that uh that you know, stick to their guns. They they stick to Harley Davidson. And you know what I, I completely uh respect. I, I do like reading the feedback. I do like, you know, reading the uh, the comments and I do like seeing what everybody has to say. But but uh, you know, my opinion is my opinion, and that's why I make that clear in a lot of my videos. It's just my opinion, and like I mentioned, the uh, the 2020 Lowrider, the FXLR, that's a that's a that's a better bike than the Street Bob, in my opinion, and it's under $15,000. So you know, quite honestly, the trade-off. If you know, if you're wondering, if you're asking me, what would you rather have, 114 with the single disc brake? Or would you rather have the five-gallon tank and the and the bigger wheels and the uh, the wider tires? I'd I'd go the, with the lowrider. Uh, you know the the difference between the 114 and and the and the lowrider. It's not a huge difference. We're talking about maybe eight or nine horsepower difference. It's not a big difference. And quite honestly, the lowrider is actually I believe four hundred dollars cheaper than the uh, the street Bob. And overall, like I said, the five-gallon tank—that's that's what does it for me. The five-gallon tank, the re- the full rear fender on the lowrider, the overall design. You know, I, I'm not a huge fan of the uh, the tank badging on the lowrider, but the color options—they uh, seem to be a little bit nicer on the lowrider. You have that pearl white—that's uh, you know—it looks amazing. You also have that midnight blue, which also looks really nice, and that burgundy. You know, uh, there's a few people that like it. I, I'm not a huge fan of the red. But, you know what? That burgundy looks a lot better than that uh, Midnight Crimson on the Lowrider S. But, that's you know, like I said, that's just my opinion. Talking about the Midnight uh, Crimson. Sorry. Talking about the Midnight Crimson. Talking about the Midnight Crimson. Why can't I say that word? Talking about the Midnight Crimson. Crimson? Midnight Crimson. Talking about the (laughs) Midnight Crimson uh, color. A lot of the people on the Facebook group, they, they just don't seem to be a big fan of it. Uh, I've seen uh, where the where the comments people are saying that the color makes the silver barracuda look good, you know, and it had me cracking up. But there's you know there's a lot of people on the Facebook group that have the uh, the, the the barracuda color on their lowrider uh, S, and you know what? I like both of them. I just I'm just more drawn to the black lowrider. You know, it's just the the whole the color scheme. It just fits better. That's all. That you know that's just my opinion. It just fits better the black and the bronze. Compared to the silver and the bronze, and that midnight crimson, that red, and the uh, what is that sound? And the uh, and the bronze wheels, it just doesn't fit, it doesn't flow, <laughs> it just doesn't flow too good. And that's just you know, that's just my opinion. And uh, what was I talking about? Yeah, the street bob, the comments. It's just, you know, when when you're making these videos, you know, if you're, you know, wondering or if you're, you know, getting into the modal vlogging or getting into YouTube expressing yourself, you're putting yourself out there for other people to, you know, give you feedback, to criticize you, and to, you know, just to give you their own point of view. Uh, There's, you know, a lot of the people that were commenting on on those videos, there were, you know, Street Bob 114 owners, and they just didn't like what I was saying. And I don't know if they were. You know, defending their purchase. I think they were just defending their purchase. A lot of them were just talking about the styling, but you know, not one, not one, not one of them said that. uh, You know, not not one would have said. You know what? If it had the dual disc brakes, I wouldn't have bought the uh, bought the bike. And that's that's what it comes down to. All right. You you might say, you know, this is the purchase. This is the bike. Bare essentials. Bare bones. This is a bobber. <clears throat> Give me a minute. Not, not, not one of those guys. Not one of those guys said anything about that. They just said, you know what? It's it's a bobber, and uh, and I and I like it. I was like, okay, but would you like it if it had the dual disc brakes? Would you like it a little bit more? Maybe that will it does it perform better slightly better yes it does perform a little bit better so then what's the problem here we're both agreeing on the same thing and for fifteen thousand dollars and it's got a 114 put a put a damn put put a second disc on it you know like, come on stop stop cutting down on on these bikes where in twenty twenty one they've they stopped doing the, the second key fob, you know, that's a hundred dollars right there. I didn't even mention that in the video. And you know, they've been making cutbacks on some of the, the parts. Notably on the touring models, they cut back on the hydraulic clutch. Nobody's saying anything about that. Uh, on on the contrary, I think uh Laidlaw, they're they're kinda defending it that they've that they've cut back on that. You know, Alright. The the thing is with the uh <laughs> And you know what my viewers they know they know with uh with you know with Harley Davidson channel they're going to be for whatever Harley Davidson is doing they're not going to be against it they they're not going to try to hold you know they're just going to go with the flow they they can't criticize the the manufacturer like that that's why we need these other channels that are willing to step forward and and call them out so with you know Harley Davidson uh, giving you one key fob, they're saving themselves a hundred bucks. The hydraulic clutch, who knows how much they're saving themselves off of that. So then why not, you know, if you're saving a hundred dollars from the key fob. And like I said, you remove the passenger seat and you remove the day maker, There's money there to make the bike overall better. That dual disc brake would have definitely had, had improved the, uh, the look. I don't know, it's just me. I, I believe it looks a lot nicer with the, with the dual disc brakes. It's more symmetrical. in in my point of view and you know what I'm a photographer type of guy and I look at all the details the balancing the the contrast the textures all kinds of different stuff this is what I'm drawn to and you know working at the body shop working at different audio manufacturers inspections quality control looking at lines I I don't know this is just what draws my eye, is you know this like minor stuff the minor little details this is what kinda draws my my point of view, my my line of sight. This is what I what I'm what I look at when I'm looking at these vehicles. I'm looking at these bikes. I like to look at it at different angles, and it it just depends on, on how the light hits it. You know what? That's that's probably going to be a different podcast. That's probably going to be another another podcast. But I'm not going to get into it too much now. I uh, just wanted to express myself, share my my own two cents, respond to uh, some of the comments. And uh, you guys just stay tuned to the YouTube channel. I'm gonna keep on uploading content, and then I'm also I'm also designing some shirts. So if you guys wanna, you know, back me up or, you know, fund me up or fund, <laughs> that the bet or fund me, uh, you guys could probably do that by buying a shirt on Teespring. So, uh, you know what? That's pretty much it. Let's go ahead and hit that outro. That nice beat. I'm liking that beat, but I could probably make something on my guitar. I mean, I, I I don't play the drums, but you know what? I'm learning, still you know, learning different things, just getting into this audio thing. I'm getting the hang of it a little bit, little by little. We just have to keep on growing. So you guys just stay out there, stay safe. Don't believe everything you're reading. Life's a risk. Get out there and ride. Later, guys.